time for the car doctor on AM 950 WROL. Got a car question? Call us at 617-770-3030. That's 617-770-3030. Now, here's the car doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. And good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Remember, you can always find us online at WROLradio.com, or you can always find old programs on John F. Paul dot podomatic dot com or tune in radio has the podcast there too or you can find them on itunes as well as stitcher so if you have stitcher in a new car one of those stitcher apps in a new car you can even listen to podcasts of well me if you want but all kinds of other different things too technology is becoming amazing these days and you can listen to radio without even having a radio these days. And that's just one way to do it. And interestingly, too, the podcast always sort of amazed me. I was telling somebody last night that with the podcasts, over a six-month period of time, I might have 50,000 people that download the podcast, and 30,000 of those people are in uh, in England. So more people listen online with the podcasts in Europe than they do here in the United States, which is uh, maybe it's just a culture. Well, we have a great guest for today. We have, uh, oh, I don't know how long I've known him now, 30 years, I guess, uh, AAA-approved auto repair top shop owner and technician in the bays every single day, Junior D'Amato. Junior, good morning and welcome back. Mr. John, good morning to you. It's 8.30 in the morning. 8.30 in, 8.30 in the morning, I bet you got a shop forecast. Yeah, I, I was, we're just out here now, believe it or not. Today we have a, there's some bass boat competition down where we live. And we're just out now doing trailers, believe it or not. Guys are complaining that their surge brakes aren't working. In other words, mm. what happens with trailers when you go to stop uh, their little master cylinder inside of the trailer tongue, you go to stop and the, um, the trailer goes forward and it automatically uh, puts the brakes on in the back of the uh, trailer wheels. And uh, a lot of these things, of course, the solenoids get wet and the wires get corroded. And guess what? That's the majority of the problems with those things. And they're using a lot of them now using disc brakes, no more drum brakes. Believe it or not, and they're uh, holding up pretty gosh darn well. And how are you, my son? I am. I am doing well. It was one of those. It was an interesting day or a few days uh, this week. And one of the things, and and speaking of breaks, and what reminded me about it, uh, someone wrote to me, and they were a little bit shocked because they had a 2005 Corvette with heavy duty brakes, and the dealer told them new pads and rotors on the back, mm-hmm. six thousand dollars. Not bad, huh? And uh, and I was like, well, even that sounds a little bit high to me. So yeah. I looked it up, and the composite brake rotors were twenty five hundred dollars a piece. That's it. Now, here, you want to go one step further? I know how much you like driving Porsches and Mercedes. These cars have, from the factory, an eight to $10,000 brake option for the composite-style ceramic uh, rotors and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm. Whatever you call them, right? It's an option. It's an option when you buy these cars. It's eight thousand dollars. Just go on right now and look, and they're going to say, "Holy jumping catfish!" He's telling me the truth. And yep. to replace either front or back, you can spend okay eight thousand plus dollars for either front or back brake pad and rotor replacement. 
that's an expensive brake job. That the is good an ex- thing is these brake pads and rotors are never supposed to wear out. But you know, who says never is never? That's right. That's right. We had we had somebody else call the other day that had a um, an older Corvette. I think it was uh, I think uh, it was probably about the same two thousand five, and it was yep. a, a manual a manual transmission. And uh, General Motors decided to put the clutch slave cylinder in the bell housing. Sure. And he uh, he he bought a ten year extended warranty on the car when yep. he bought the car, mm-hmm. and he brought it into the dealer. And it only it had only gone, I think, a total of seventeen thousand miles, which yep. is part of the problem. And he went in, and the dealer said to him, "You know, it's going to be, I don't know, fifteen hundred dollars to do the slave cylinder. We probably ought to put a clutch in it since we have it apart." At you know, so the bill ended up at what twenty five hundred dollars or something. And they said, "Oh, by the way, your extended warranty expired two days ago." <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? And so uh, I, I said to he wrote to me, and uh, he's an old-time listener to the program. He wrote to me, and I said, I don't know if I can do anything, but why don't why don't we send a, a letter to uh, General Motors? And, you know, obviously your clutch went bad while it was under warranty. You just weren't driving the car because it was wintertime. Right. And let's see if they'll do something. So I'm hoping, um, and you know him, Mike Albano, old-time yep. GM guy. Let's see if he can move it over to the uh, whoever handles the GM extended warranty and say, you know what, this thing was broken while it was under warranty, yep. and it's a Corvette, and it's New England, and we had 150 inches of snow. Who was going to come out then to get a service? That's so let's, exactly, yeah. let's yep. see if let's see if GM will step up and and do something to, to help out this guy. Anyway, uh, that that sounds like a plan. Now, a clutch in one of these cars takes about a dozen hours to change, mm. and it's it's quite involved, and it involves pulling the whole rear suspension out and. Just doing a whole smorgasbord of stuff. And, you know, that's one of the big problems we're finding today, to do any kind of little repair, whether it's under the dash or under the car. Um, it's a tremendous amount of time. And, you know, we're seeing some of these crazy bills that their people are getting uh, for estimates, you know, when they go for these quick uh, oil changes at, uh, you know, some of the car dealers and things like that. They're getting hit really pretty hard. Mm. And um, some of the estimates, John, I mean, you can buy a new car for some yeah, of the bills that we're seeing. It's crazy. You, and you really people, can. People need to get a second opinion, and they need, again, to uh, try to uh, locate, you know, whether they're in-state or out-of-state, a AAA office, because that's pretty much where you get the best bang for the buck. And you do get some protection from AAA, and you do get a, uh, a really decent warranty. Yeah, that that twelve twelve month twelve thousand mile warranty, and uh, that's even there. We're even looking to step that up to two years and twenty four thousand miles on some repairs. So, uh, so the consumer is protected against uh, whether it's whether it's a job that didn't get put back together exactly right, or more than likely a job that maybe the part just didn't hold up for one reason or another. Well, we see a lot of defective parts, John, and you know that as well as I do. <laughs> we see parts that are manufactured everywhere. And uh, it doesn't make any difference anymore, whether it's a factory GM, a factory Toyota, or whatever. 
Um, a lot of times people say, I want to use factory parts. Okay, that's fine. Well, who do you think builds these factory parts? Mm. Do you think Toyota, GM, Honda, and everybody else is building uh, the particular part for the car? I don't think so. I think they're built by other companies, of course, and they're made to specs that the uh, car companies uh, want to you know, dictate to the manufacturer. And that's kind of the way it is. But, you know, one of the things that we're seeing, again, is maintenance is such a large, large item today. And we're seeing, you know, people putting wrong oil in cars. They're doing their own oil changes still. And they just don't get it. You know, you've got to at least try to semi-follow the manual and the maintenance requirements. And usually you can get away, you know, pretty, pretty fair with most of the cars. And we're getting away from timing belts, thank goodness, on a lot of cars, mm. uh, except for the Honda V6. And the Honda V6, to my knowledge, John, is still one of the only engines that requires a valve adjustment periodically. The exhaust valves seem to tighten up and cause misfires. Uh, I don't know why they just don't have adjustable, you know, hydraulic valves in the thing or whatever, uh, you know, self-adjusting valves, or they just leave them a little looser from the factory. But I'm seeing uh, a lot of these cars, random amount of misfires, and they're seeing 80,000 miles, and all the exhaust valves are tight. The intake valves are perfect. It's yeah, only the exhaust valves. And it's funny, the way Honda writes it up, it's they, they, they tell you you're going to need to adjust the valves, but what they say is if you have the engine running and the valves sound noisy, then adjust them. But you're right, they don't sound noisy. They get tight and it misfires. <laughs> oh, I tell you, John, it's amazing. And the other thing for a lot of your listeners that like to do things themselves, and I appreciate that, and I applaud them for that, is believe it or not, if you're using a Chrysler, Toyotas, and Hondas, you cannot deviate from oxygen sensors. I mean, I see so many people that go online and buy an oxygen sensor for $65, and they ask me how much it is. I says, well, it's like 330 mm. Well, I can buy it for 65 I says, I'll be more than happy to put it in, but it's not going to solve your problem. And we put it in, and sure enough, they come back, you know, three days later, my light's back on. I said, yeah, and you're going to have the same code you had when you came in. I told yeah, you that. Yeah, and the only the only way that I've seen that people can get around that is if they buy it online and it says, and there's a couple of different choices, and one of them says, this is the original equipment sensor. And but this other, is the additional price. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. all of a sudden the auction sensor goes from, you know, it's like, well, there's this one for 40 this one for 60 this one for 90 and the original equipment one is 185 Well, yeah. you know, and, and maybe you can still save a little bit of money doing it that way, but you have to be careful some of these online parts uh you know you you look every everything you take out of a box today is made in china and you don't know you don't know which ones are the good ones and which ones are not and that's and that's my next question to you is how do you find the good parts how do you is it is it just experience how do you find a good supplier i mean it used to be once upon a time you could go out and you you always knew if you put in front end parts in you went out and you bought moog and you put moog parts in they were going to be great parts they were going to last longer than the original they they would the rubber boots were made right the grease fittings were done right everything was done good mm-hmm. but today you know some of those old-time brand names are just not the names they used to be. well i'm glad you brought that up moog used to be Moog, Spicer, and some of the other brands were absolutely the cat's meow when it came to break, you know, game to front end parts yep. or any kind of parts. Moog went down the hill like the plague. They had some of the worst junk that was on the market. And uh, since about a year ago now, they've revamped it and they're building a pretty darn good product again. Mm. Thank goodness. I mean, you know, you take Moog stuff out of the box years ago and it was junk. 
You take some of the brake pots out of the box, and they were junk. And remember, we still are going to get an occasional squeak from brakes because we don't have any asbestos, and asbestos was the lubricating factor and the squeak eliminator for basic, you know, brake pads and shoes. But I then mean, everybody everybody started coughing and they got cancer. So they oh, that, to, that's something yeah. that did have to be done. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the, the, there's so many things out there. Like you mentioned in your monologue opening up, you, all your apps that you're on. You know, think about what you said. And think about 10 years ago. I mean, it's crazy what we have. My wife just got cholera, just got cholera a new Toyota. Out of all the cars in the world, what she want? A Toyota. She got a Camry. And it's got all this app stuff on it. It came with all that Bluetooth and everything. I mean, it's got more junk in a Toyota than a Cadillac had five years ago. And it's mm. all standard equipment now. It I is. It's crazy. It- and and I don't know if you saw it on TV or on the internet, but the the two guys from Wired magazine Last hacked night. <laughs> hacked a Jeep. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And uh, we just one more for for our listeners. I had a gentleman, one of the electric companies, come in uh, complaining about his car. The check engine light was on, and blah blah blah. So we you know we went in to uh, look at it. We went into mode six, and I said, well. This is when the car, this is what happened when the check engine light came on, and this is how fast you were going, and the car was in you know automatic overdrive and doing seventy seven miles an hour. He says, "No, I wasn't." I says, "Okay, yeah. the computer can tell all that." I says, "Yeah, you can tell a lot more than that if you dig deeper." But uh, you know, he had uh, some misfires, and they were all due to uh, you know fuel injectors that are partly stuffed up on these cars. Chevrolet, of course, is still having and has had for many years with their V8s fuel injector problems because mm. we see you know a tremendous amount of them. And between uh, not being able to change the gas filter that is in the fuel tank anymore, basically, and the people running the cars down below a quarter of a tank, and some of the crappy fuel that's out there, these injectors, uh, a very very fine spray, uh, needs to come out of them for the gas to atomize properly, and it doesn't. I was mm. seeing a tremendous amount of fuel injectors on mostly GM uh, Chevrolet motors, but there are a lot of Chryslers as well. I'd say Chrysler and GM are the two culprits with fuel injector problems. Yeah, and then you add in the GM trucks and that cancel half the cylinders going down the road, and if all of a sudden you do that and you have an injector that's a little bit clogged up, then all of a sudden now you have this engine that just doesn't seem like it fires correctly anymore. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, John. I mean, you know, we're seeing so much stuff these days and it just keeps going and going and going kind of like that bunny that's on tv yeah you know yep. but uh we're seeing a lot of stuff every day and people just need to be uh you know really respectful of the maintenance on their cars and i think if they do that i, I think things will be pretty gosh darn good and thank god we're getting away from those tire pressure monitors that require batteries in them yeah how many of those are you seeing the seven to ten year old cars that are coming in with the uh t p m s light on that the system's not working and and the federal government said, well, yeah, that's too bad, and you know what you can't just pop them out and put rubber valve stems in and shut the light off because nope. that's that's illegal and people know. and people didn't realize that when that happened, and even to the point I know that a lot of people said, you know what i'm going to put four snow tires on my b m w for the winter time and the and the good tire stores are saying i can't do it unless we put a new set of sensors in with your wheels and tires because i can't let you leave the shop with this with the light on another four hundred dollars for sensors yeah exactly it's crazy but they're getting away from that uh that uh, direct uh, sensor, uh, yep. you know, calibration where it is now. We're going back to the indirect that works off the analog brake system, which is about time. 
Well, and, and it's funny. That's a system that the GM and some other cars were using 20 years ago. Yep. And yeah, it worked. It, there was nothing it, wrong with it. Yep, it worked, and everybody wanted to get a little more sophisticated and have have uh, you know some fancier systems inside the car. And nobody thinks that uh, cars will last as long as they are. And that's and I think that's something that a lot of people don't really think about as much these days. You know, when you and I were sixteen years old, a car was worn out when it had a hundred thousand miles on it, and it was seven or eight years old. The the frame would be rotted out of it, the floors would be rotted out of it. You know, how many old cars did you patch floorboards in? And today, you know, people are driving their cars 10, 12, 15 years, and all of a sudden they're all upset when the body starts to rust. Yep. And they're, they're like, well, the car's only 15 years old. That's an old car. Well, you know, between the cars, the metal, and the engines, um, I drove in today uh, the 70 Chevelle that we're putting together, and one week ago, at 70 miles an hour, the engine was at 3,500 RPM on the highway. Mm-hmm. 3,500 RPM on the highway today in a new car is probably 100 miles an hour. Absolutely. Okay, at least, maybe even more. Now, I put, a, I put a, an automatic overdrive, a 700R4 transmission in it, and I was coming to work this morning on uh, 495, 70 miles an hour, 2100 from the transmission change. Barely hear it run. Well, you, be, you can hear it. You, you can barely hear it run, and the engine's not screaming. And you know that's technology for you. We're looking at technology back in the the '60s and '70s, where you know these engines were running at a very high RPM on the highway every day. They had three-speed automatics, no overdrive, no lock-up torque converters. Now we have six, eight, nine, and ten-speed transmissions, and uh, you know we're getting rid of some of the manual transmissions of some of the sports cars because of the dual-clutch automatics that work absolutely phenomenally. Mm. Yeah, I was down. I was actually on 495 down near your house, and there was a guy in a. I want to say it was a 71 Challenger, and he was doing probably 50 or 55 miles an hour, and the thing was humming like crazy because he was probably turning, you know, 3500 RPM, and he probably had a little bit of a rear end change in it, and you know, bumped the ratio up a little bit. Yep. But it was it was a car that you could tell he didn't want to be on the highway in it. Nope, but uh, like I say, coming to work this morning, uh, it was amazing. 70 miles an hour, 2100, you could hear the radio, you could hear the end. You, could, you couldn't hear the engine, but you could hear the radio uh, without any problem. Where before, at uh, 3500, you know, you hear all the mechanical noise on there. It's amazing yeah. what we're seeing. And, you know, anybody that's building an older car, uh, there are many, many, many people, even for Fords, that um, have these automatic overdrive transmission kits available. That's pretty much a plug and play. Uh, they do some really nice stuff. They really do. Hey, we need to take a break. You you want you got time to hold on for a few minutes and come back? You know, I am going to. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, if you could have the gal call me back so I can go go do one quick repair. Okay. And then uh, we'll be back with you. Okay. We'll have Marita give you a call right back. We're talking okay. with Junior Damato. He's got two shops. He's got one located on River Street in Hyde Park and another one in Middleborough. He's at the shop in Middleborough this morning, and uh, we want to talk to him. And if you want to talk to both of us, you can give us a call at six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. 617-770-3030 and look we're going to take a three minute break he's going to go fix a car and he's going to come back what a guy my name is John Paul this is the Car Doctor Program you're listening to AM 950 WROL the spirit of Austin
WROL Boston. Hey there, it's Kurt again. Yep, your interstate battery guy. With some really cool gadgets that are going to add fun, fun, fun to your summertime. Another hot item we have for the summer is an outrageously dependable, rechargeable power supply for your smartphone. Your phone fades fast when you're taking all those summer photos. There's no problem with this small, convenient gadget. Check it out. You make the call. To find us fast at interstatebatteries.com in Woburn, come on by, and while you're there, we'll check your battery. No charge. (laughs) Get it? Remember, work, rest, or play, always choose outrageously dependable interstate batteries. Discount Duchess here with the deal of the summer. I just purchased Soul Fest multi-day tickets for half price. The Duke and I and some of our delightful friends will be heading up to Gunstock Mountain in Guilford, New Hampshire for the three-day event, August 6th through 8th. Soul Fest is New England's largest Christian music festival with over 80 bands, including Newsboys, Casting Crowns, and Third Day. Now, darling, these half-price tickets won't last, so go to WEZE or WROL's discount shopping links and order today. Places mentioned in Bible stories live in your imagination. Now imagine, not having to imagine. Come see them for yourself. The Sea of Galilee, Qumran, Jerusalem, Mount of Olives, Gethsemane, the River Jordan, Nazareth, Mount of Beatitudes, Mount Carmel. Follow in the footsteps of Jesus in everything you've read about. Join us on a nine-day expedition that will make the words of the prophets, conquests of the judges, and parables of Christ a reality. Embrace the culture, the people, and why God called Israel. My land, my land, my land. Go to WEZRadio.com or WROLradio.com and click on the Experience Israel Tour banner and read all about the nine-day tour beginning in October 24th through November 3rd. Sometimes it may feel like the troubles of the world are pulling us down. When that happens, we should pick ourselves back up with the power of God's love. Godvine.com makes it easy to brighten even the darkest day with uplifting and inspiring videos and stories chosen especially for you to lift you up and strengthen you in your walk with Jesus. From powerful stories of healing, miracles, and angels to heartwarming videos of love, surprises, and Enjoy to cute and funny videos that'll have you laughing out loud. Godvine has just what you need. For the best uplifting videos filled with joy, hope, and love to brighten your day, join millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. For a happier day right away, visit us at Godvine.com. Godvine.com. That's Godvine.com. Now, let's get back to the car doctor, John Paul. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Austin. And uh, we'll let Junior finish up his repair. But a couple of our advertisers kind of sent us a note and said... You know, we're looking for some help, if you can help us out. Coastal Heating and Air Conditioning, they're located in Quincy. They have immediate employment opportunities for a HVAC service technician. Benefits include a good salary, paid vacation, holidays, health insurance, company truck, phone and uniforms, be part of the growing family-owned business with lots of potential. Coastal Heating and Air Conditioning specializes in residential and light commercial installation repairs. You must have a valid driver's
driver's license, be EPA certified, and have work experience. For more information, call Mike at Coastal. His number is 617-770-0636. And then uh, Western Auto Body in Lynn is seeking experienced auto body technicians with tools and experienced auto body painters and front desk help. And if you're bilingual, even better, contact Rafi at Western Auto Body. They're located on 882 Western Avenue in Lynn. Their phone number is 781-581-7943. And then finally, our buddy... Kurt, the battery guy, is looking for some help. Interstate Battery in Woburn is looking for help. They have in-store jobs, on-the-road jobs, part-time, full-time, good benefit packages. 40% of staff has been there for over 30 years, 30% for five years. Owner Kurt says, when you're part of our team, you're part of our families. And you can call them at 800-649-3662 or go to the website interstatebattery.com backslash Woburn and you can send them an email so if you know somebody who's looking for a job and they have a skill whether it's uh, in the battery business in the auto body business or in the HVAC heating ventilation and air conditioning business um, there's jobs available for people right now in fact uh, Penny our salesperson said you know you know you know a lot of school kids right now all the kids that graduated from the uh, tech schools that I know of that were interested in the business already have good jobs because uh, right now uh, getting getting good help is a little bit hard to get and you know maybe when we get junior back we will find out that very same thing well i don't know what this means exactly but mitsubishi is going to end its u.s vehicle output according to a report in automotive news mitsubishi is faced with an expiring union contract at its only plant in north america and they declined to con- uh, comment on the report but uh, they're going to end production in the united states uh, the uh, japanese news service said they're going to cease Production at the Mitsubishi factory in Normal, Illinois, is part of a strategic shift to a growing Asian market. The company has no statement, uh, said a spokesperson from Mitsubishi Motors North America. A source familiar with the company's strategy said, we have no plans to stop selling. We're concentrating on enhancing our selling in the United States. The uh, report said Mitsubishi, one of the Japanese smallest automakers, would look for a buyer for the plant, which opened in 1988 as a joint venture between Mitsubishi and then partner Chrysler. The report also said Mitsubishi would begin negotiations with union labor representatives to maintain employment for the plant's 918 workers who are represented by UAW. Um, Normal Illinois Mayor Chris Coos, in an email statement on Thursday, said, I have heard nothing and I'm trying to get information from the plant, which is located 140 miles southwest of Chicago. Uh, Kyle Young, the vice president of UAW, which represents the plant's workers, said the union contract expires in August. We haven't heard anything, he said in the phone interview. We're supposed to have our negotiations coming up or a new contract. In the meantime, it's business as usual. We're making cars. The normal plant is the only Japanese-owned U.S. auto factory whose hourly workers are represented by the UAW as part of its uh, early 2000s normal plant built more than 200,000 cars a year last year. The production of the Outlander Sport, which is a smaller Outlander and a pretty decent car, actually, uh, was just about 70,000. The company's U.S. sales have jumped 44 or 25% to 49,000 cars through the year. And so a pretty good increase. And Mitsubishi is starting to turn around. Mitsubishi is making some good cars. They're starting to wake up. They're starting to see that the products they have, whether it's the Outlander, the Outlander Sport, which is a little bit smaller version, or some of their other cars are actually something that appeals to American buyers. So 
some things to talk about. A little bit later, we're going to talk about uh, seven things to remember when your car breaks down and some things you need to bring with you. And also, I want to thank uh, the good people at the Wakefield Retired Men's Club. I was up there this week and spoke to a, a big group of people. I think there was maybe 40 or 50 people up there and just kind of chit-chatted about cars and technology and uh, just uh, had a good time up there. At, uh, it's, a, it's a building opposite the little lake in, in Lake in. Uh, in Wakefield, and it is one of the busiest. I think it's a church hall building. It's one of the busiest buildings I've been in. There was all. I think there was something going on in every single room, uh, including the Wakefield Retired Men's Club that uh, get there and uh, go out there and hang around. And we may have a little gift from them to give away too. So they were kind enough to give me a twenty-five dollar gift certificate to a local restaurant where I may not get up there that often. So we may we may use it as a prize i'm not not that i didn't appreciate it i really appreciate it but maybe we can give it to one of our listeners and we'll think about that over the next couple of weeks too our buddy junior damato's back a triple a approved auto repair shop owner top shop uh he's been nominated as top shop a couple of times uh through the triple a uh and uh has a shop both in Hyde Park and Middleborough, and he's down in the Middleborough shop today because he gives his uh, Hyde Park guys the day off. Well, welcome back there, Mr. That Jr. would be correct, and thank you for letting me take a couple of minutes and do a little bit of business down here in Middleborough. You know, one of the things we see a lot of, John, is the belly pants, the little plastic shields that are underneath mm-hmm. these vehicles. Uh, they have a tendency of coming loose. And the lady says, I don't know what happened. I was just, I went shopping. It was fine. And I came out and I hear this noise. I says, did you hit anything? She says, no, I just went shopping. I got my groceries. I said, let's take a look. I says, well, how did that scratch get underneath the the bumper, the plastic bumper panel and things like that? She goes, I don't know. Maybe they did it when we had it serviced. I don't know. I says, well, do you think you might have hit something, you know, when you went shopping, like the little crib thing? She goes, well, you know, I did hear a little noise, but I didn't think I hit anything. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, But we're seeing a lot of that, and we're using these magical tie wraps in a lot of cases. Um, We're using uh, sheet metal screws that uh, we use. And, of course, you have those little plastic rivets that whoever Mm -hmm. invented that thing is making a ton of money. Those little plastic pushpin yep, rivet type things. They really are. And they're doing well. Yeah, and for for people, here's a little tip for people that maybe have that bit of navigation issue with their car. If you are driving your car and you go to pull up to one of those parking lot bumpers and you look out your side view mirror, yep. if you line up the bottom of your side view mirror with one of the other parking lot bumpers, you'll stop about a foot away from the bumper in front of you. Hmm. That and you sense. save and you save a lot of problems that way. And with some of these cars, like you said, the plastic belly pans, well, you know, you can zip tie those back in place or rivet those back in place. But when the but when you do a little bit more damage, you can do thousands of dollars worth of damage to a car by breaking that that uh, uh, what you can only call a plastic bumper on a car. Today. Yep. Well, that's the other thing. Now let's go change some headlights, John. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah, they're easy. You just reach in, the bulb just unclips, you pull it back out, and you you stick a new one in, right? It takes like three seconds. I had a gentleman yesterday call me from a, a dealership. He was at a Cadillac dealer, and he had a SRX, and they, he said the socket was covered under warranty. That was good. And the other directional bulb was out, okay? And the bulb wasn't covered. They charged him an hour to diagnose it, 
and it was, I think, $290 to change a directional light bulb. I said, I said, well, you're kind of like stuck there now. I says, you know, maybe work a deal with the guy where they got the bumper off. Uh, they should be able just to, you know, uh, a minimal amount of time and replace that one bulb that's out. You might want to just change that socket while you're there, too. But he was really livid about it because they weren't cutting him any slack. But, no, uh, and I, I know I looked at one for a guy not that long ago, and it was uh, it was a pretty basic car. I think it was a Nissan Sentra or something. And, you know, step one was remove the bumper cover. Yes. And and on that one, you could cheat a little bit. You could actually pull out, I think it was a radiator overflow tank or something. You could pull that out, and you could just barely get your hand in there, and you could probably save, you know, a little bit of time. But mm-hmm. to do it the right way, you were supposed to take the bumper off. Oh, yeah, that, we see that an awful, awful too much, John. And the other thing we're seeing is these HID lights. I had a lady come in the other day. She goes, I got a light bulb. Can you change it? I said, sure. I says, but how do you know it's the light bulb? She says, well, I know it's the light bulb. I said, okay, if that's what you want, this is what it's going to mm-hmm. be. Uh, the approximate time. She goes, that's, that's a great price. I goes, yeah, well, here you go. I'll write you up right now, and we'll do it. She goes, why? She says, because if this doesn't work, you still have to pay the hours worth of time to change it. Mm. I do. I says, oh, yeah. So she oh, says, well, maybe I should think about it. I says, yeah, you should think about it. She came back about an hour later. She says, I'm going to leave the car. Can you find out what's wrong with it? And if it is the bulb, put it in. I said, sure. It ended up being the uh, the ballast for another mm-hmm. $400. Yeah, and I remember when HID lights came out, they, the story was they would last the life of the car, and you'd never have to replace them. Yeah, well, you know, we're seeing a lot of that. The other time you had to uh, reach over and roll a window down. Uh, I said that to somebody the other day. I said something about, uh, you know, when when was the last time you saw a car with a window crank in it? And uh, you know, one of one of my neighbors uh, had a, a Chevy Colorado pickup truck, and it had manual crank windows in it. And that and he had somebody in it, I think. And he said, what, "What? They were just sort of staring at the window crank. They didn't know what it was." Pretty amazing. Here you go, Doctor. That's for you. So uh, the the other thing is, you know, you're you're in the shop right now. You yes. have uh, we were talking, you know, during the break. There's a uh, there's a couple of different businesses that advertise on on the program here: an auto body shop, an HVAC company, and a, mm-hmm. and a battery shop. And they're all looking for help these days. And uh, good technicians are still hard to find. Aren't they? Yes, they most certainly are, John. It's a hard thing to find a. A, a good tech is, is hard to find, and, you know, what we're finding is um, there are a few women that are out there that are, uh, are doing the right thing and, you know, be, becoming technicians. It's no more, John, heavy lifting like we talked about before. Um, it's using your brain. It's using a little bit of intelligence, and uh, you, you need to do a lot of calculating. There's some mathematics involved. You know, you have to read blueprints, for crying out loud, or, you know, wiring diagrams. You know, yeah, I mean, and it's amazing. And I don't know about you, but my eyes aren't working as good as they used to. I got uh, I'm up to two fifty, John, on my glasses now. Yeah, I know. five years ago I was at like one. Yeah, no, so, it's. Uh, I mean, it is yeah. what it is. But you know, the thing, the service that you provide with the the radio program and everything that's that's just so good for people. They have someone that they can reach out for. Uh, reach out to and get a little bit of help when they need it. And you know, sometimes you can actually um, 
you know, make a difference like writing a letter. Sometimes, you know, people uh, at the car companies listen to people that do newspaper and radio, which is a big deal. And, you know, your listeners should take advantage of that. The same thing I did when I was working uh, at the other station, uh, you know, many, many, many moons ago. Yeah. No. And the uh, and and your newspaper column still appears in papers all over the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It still yep. is. It, you know, it, this is funny thing. It is starting to come back again. People are, believe it or not, starting to read newspapers. Mm. I'm amazed. I really am amazed. Yeah, I it, thought the it, newspapers were gone for good, but they are slowly, slowly, slowly coming back. We grabbed, I think, this year so far, I think seven, uh, seven additional newspaper publications. You know, it's no, it won't be like it was many, many, many moons ago, but it's getting better and better every year. Yeah, because I think in the heyday of newspapers, when the globe was, you know, when the globe was well over a million people on a Sunday, yep. I think you were syndicated in five hundred papers, weren't you? Yep. yep. Now, I, now you mentioned the globe. The globe is a great paper. Um, I have not purchased a Sunday Boston Globe, and it's got to be Johnny. Honest to goodness, uh, fifteen years. Well, you got to take out a loan to buy it. You know, it's what five dollars or something. Well, I don't even $4. know how much it is. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I don't know the people still actually buy the paper like they used to. Well, we have a we have a good old time listener to this program, and what he does is he listens to this program from you know eight thirty to ten o'clock. Then he gets in his car and he drives up to one of Herb Chambers dealerships, and he drinks their coffee, eats their donuts, and reads this and reads the Globe. No kidding. Yeah, so maybe that's maybe that's a good way to do it. Maybe <laughs> yeah, go, the cars and coffee thing that Chambers does—that's another pretty big thing. Um, and you know, I know you had uh, Chambers uh, on your program not so long ago, mm -hmm. and he just did a—they uh, just did an interview on um, Chronicle with him. And he sold. He says he's never sold a car. Hmm. Yeah, he's, yeah, well, personally, yeah, and and I don't know. I might have got him mad at me when he was on because I said something about uh, uh, him driving a smart car, and he kind of shook his head and said, "I don't know why anybody would buy one of these." And then he drove the electric smart car, and he really liked it. And he said to me, "Who told you that story?" And I said, "You did." And then he went, "Oh, then it must be true." And uh, and I haven't heard back from him since then. So I don't oh, know. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he's not mad at me. So. No, Herb is a. I I talked to him one night back in 1997. He called me in front of uh, the Burger King. He says, "I'm I've got to sell my Viper. I want to sell it tomorrow. Let's make this thing happen." Mm. And that was the. I think that's the only car we ever truly sold. <laughs> And that was yeah. it. I still have his Viper from '97. Yeah, and uh, and that and and that Viper. Uh, last I knew, that Viper was what over 700 horsepower. Uh, 990 at the wheels. 990 at the wheels. Yep. And you know what? The thing goes to Lake Winnipesaukee four or five times a summer, and it gets 21 miles to a gallon. It's got a nice air conditioning system in it, and a nice radio, and it runs real good. And the reason is not because it has all this power. It's got twin turbochargers. Yeah. And you know, turbochargers don't need big fat camshafts. They idle real smooth. They make lots of power, and they're economical. And, you know, this week I'm driving a Volkswagen diesel. And we mm. took it out last night, and I said, do you believe this is a diesel? She said, no, Carla says, no, it can't be. I said, yeah, it's so quiet. It's got so much power, and it just does everything you have to do, except uh, you don't have to stop for uh, diesel fuel too often. Yeah, which, which model was it? The, uh, John, I haven't even looked. I don't. The, it's a station wagon. Oh, okay. So it's a Passat or a, a General, so, yeah. yeah, or and Golf it, or it, something. It's really, really, really a nice, nice. It's quiet. Yeah. I mean, it, it's as quiet as the Chevelle I'm driving. Yeah. 
And it's nice to see Volkswagen stepping up here and putting some Volkswagen products in the New England press fleet, something we haven't seen for a while. Yep, and you had mentioned Mitsubishi uh, a few moments back. And uh, you know what? I don't know. Uh, Mitsubishi is making some nice cars. The Outlander and the Outlander Sport. It's got, you know, the, the uh, extra seating in the back one of the models has. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they can recoup and come back. Because yeah. the number of cars they're selling, I don't think, is enough. Uh, yeah. In the dealership network, I have a hard, hard, hard time getting parts for Mitsubishi. Yeah. And well, that's we're not gonna, good. Yeah, we're going to try a little magic here and see if we can take a call and see if they can talk to you and me at the same time. Let's see what happens. Let's talk to John. Hello, John. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, good, how are you? Junior? Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey. It's great to have Junior on here. I look forward to that every time he does come on here. I had a question uh, with my 2002 Chevy Impala. Okay. And I have a CLT. I have a blow a motor problem that comes on intermittently. And it's like if I leave, uh, I put it on like just like two or three. Yeah. It'll come on for maybe like uh, maybe like after about 20 minutes. It'll just all of a sudden come on, and then it won't come on. So the blower motor, all of a sudden, you turn the you turn the blower on, yeah. and it comes on, and yeah, I, sometimes it doesn't come on. Does it come on when it's in the high position? Uh, it doesn't matter whether I have it on three, four, five. So it, it doesn't. doesn't so it's not that it, it always comes on. It's either it comes on or it doesn't come on at all. It's one Correct. of those things. Correct. Yeah, and and it's, yeah. and it's like seems to be related. I, like on the panel, I'll see the uh, the, the cruise light will be on. And when I turn that to like two or three, the blower, that'll go off. And it seems to be also related to the overhead info center. When I turn that on, it you know like the temp will come on as well as the uh, time. But that blower motor just won't come on on demand. So it it sounds you know at first I was going to say it sounds like a sounds like a, a blower motor resistor, but now it's starting to sound like a wiring or a switch problem. What do you think, Junior? Lot of doubt. Number mm-hmm. one, number two. It's pretty simple to to check. Uh, all he has to do on that vehicle is just uh, pull down a little hush panel, get to the blower motor and the resistor, yep. and use a test light. You don't need a voltmeter, just a test light to the um, to the blower motor, and see if he's getting you know power going to the blower motor. Now, a lot of these things they ground out through the switch, and it's powered through the blower motor. And you know, we've seen some of these cars that the blow motor never shut off because the blow motor uh, resistor always has power on some of those things, especially the ones with automatic temperature control. But this should be really a no-brainer. Yeah, but it it I should be you, like like you said. It, it's it's you know fifteen minutes or half an hour to get to the blower motor to even take it out and hold it in your hand probably, and just to get under there when everything's not working the way it is, test it and see if there's power going to it. And if there's uh, power going to it, you know the motor's gone bad. If there's no power going to it, you need to start to work backwards and find out where it is and see. Like you said, you've seen a lot of dash and electrical problems. You know, is it not rounding through the switch correctly, which is also causing some of the some of those other lights, including the dome lights and so forth, to come on. The other the other thing, John, if he pulls a glove box out a lot of times, you can gain a lot of easy access to it. And we see a lot of plugs in uh, both Chevrolet, Ford, and Chrysler. They all sell the plugs, the pigtails, as mm-hmm. we call them, uh, to these things. So that's a pretty common problem. They can sometimes burn out. I had a guy said, I put three of these things in and I'm still keep burning them out. Well, we put a current draw meter on the motor, and the motor was drawing way too much current. Yeah. So of course it's going to burn stuff out.
Yeah, and this is, you know, we and you kind of think back and you say, well, 2002, that's not an old car, but really it's a 14-year-old car. Yep. Yeah. The Malibus had more of a problem, John, than the Impalas with yep. the uh, panels. And he may yep. be, if it is a panel, he can probably get one right from any salvage yard and just yep. cross his fingers. But it's a common issue more so on the Malibus than it is yep. the Impalas. There you go, John. You're all set. Have a great Thanks. day, John. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Junior. Bye-bye. And if you would like to join us, we'll keep we'll keep Junior for another minute or two. If if you would like to join us, our phone number six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Your primary location, your location that people know you most at thirteen eighteen River Street in Hyde Park. Uh, you realize it can be fifty years. Fifty, 50 years. years next year. And and I and I know your uh, your top technician Richie Riley's happy because you uh, enclosed his lift finally. He doesn't have to work outside. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know the Middleborough location has been now five years and or, or six. I don't know, maybe seven yeah. years. Yeah. You, know, you lose kind of kind of lose track of time and just think. Next year I'll be sixty five in June and uh, just relaxing and just having a ball, still working like crazy. Yeah, and the uh, the shop in Middleborough, you almost double the size of that, uh, and that's a busy shop all the time as yep. well. Yeah, uh, there's people waiting. I'm going to do one more call with you, then I've got to get back and start cranking because i got one guy on vacation this week, so we're running a little bit behind the eight ball. But you know what? People understand and people enjoy, and they love John Paul and they love AAA. And uh, before we let you go, we'll let, we'll let you help out uh, Tom here for a minute. Tom, welcome to the show. Sir. Go hey, ahead, Tom. Junior, this is from Rockland originally. Tommy, how you doing, big guy? Good. You didn't talk about anything important like any restaurant. Well, you know, I, I still I was still at Johnny Macaroni's a couple of weeks ago, and I still uh, ate it two days later. It was absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, if we can, uh, if John will allow us, I went to one of the most expensive places. You could ever get a lobster roll the other day. I went to McDonald's, and I couldn't believe it. Was it good enough to eat? It was great. Wow. So how you doing, Mr. Tom? I'm hanging in there. It's a beautiful summer. Yeah, it's been it's been absolutely great and they got us down here now. There's three cars with air conditioning issues and it's just an amazing thing. Um these older cars like the, you know, John was just saying about, you know, the car isn't that old. Fourteen year old car, it isn't that old. Hundred thousand yeah. miles. Not that's young. Two hundred thousand miles we're seeing. We're seeing cars with two hundred thousand miles down here in Middleborough every day because they go back and forth. The Saturdays are usually some of the only days people can get their car serviced. So it's pretty crazy. You know, in, in the old days, we all fifteen thousand miles adjust the points and everything else. But today's world, people going eighty to one hundred and sixty thousand miles without getting a tune-up. I got to tell my friend, Mister John Paul, the Chevelle that we're driving, Mister John, has mm-hmm. points. And condenser actually has a unit point system in it. You know, the points yep. and the condenser are all together in one unit. And the stupid car starts right up, and it runs so good, I'm amazed. Yeah, I was in I was in a shop probably five years ago, and they had a car with uh, that came in. I think it was an old Grand Prix came in. Yep. And I looked over in the shop, and I said to whoever the tech was working on it, I said, "Do you still know? How, do you know how to put points in?" And he looked at me. and said, "What? Are, what are points?" <laughs> and so I so I said, "Well, you 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 got to replace the points and set the dwell." And he he didn't even know what I was talking about. So we got uh, you know we got a uh, set of points, got a, a uniset from the local local. Parts house, yeah. and they they dusted off an old uh, 
intact well meter they found in a closet, and I showed the guy how to put a set of points in. The hardest thing was finding finding some cam lube for the points. You know, yep. they, yeah, you know, nobody remembers that stuff anymore. Yeah, Jesus, Johnny, that is that. Those are the old days, and I tell you, it's amazing. Hey, just uh, one more note of interest: tomorrow down in Raynham, there is a very large car show. I don't know if you have wind of it. As long as it doesn't rain, it should be a pretty interesting time. Junior, down, where at dog, is it? down at the dog track. Dog okay. Track. It's supposed to be a very, very, very big car show, and uh, it's for the wounded warriors, I believe that's the correct wording for it. So it would be a good time for people if they want to go down and uh, take a look. And lots and lots of cars are telling me uh, this morning at the, uh, the gym that I go to. Junior, this is Tom. I just want to say it's great to hear your voice again. Yeah, well, we do it once in a while, Mr. Johnny. It's a fun time, and, you know, uh, someday maybe we'll do something a little bit more often. But right now, you know, unfortunately, it's work, uh, working on Saturdays. That's it. That's the name of the beast. Well, it's been great talking with both you fabulous people, Thank Mr. You guys. Johnny. And we're always here to try to help you out. Have a good weekend. All right, we're All going right, back take to care, the, Tom. the wrenches. All John, right. you have a great day. You too, Junior. And uh, people want to get a hold of uh, Junior D'Amato. He's at the Hyde Park shop most days. And uh, and uh, that's 617-364-9773 if you want to get a hold of him and uh, get your car serviced. And he has his other shop in Middleborough. And I appreciate him coming on the show. Yeah, anytime, He's, John. And, uh, and uh, well, when you can. And it's, uh, and, you know, and, and. You're, I brought up your name in Wakefield the other day to the uh, those retired senior group I was talking to, the, yep. uh, the retired men's club, and they're like, "Oh, Junior Tomato, I, you know, I, I read him all the time still." So you're, you know, you're you're a Boston celebrity, my friend. We're, st- we're still trying to make it happen. Not as popular as Mister John Paul, but well, we're doing it. Yeah, we'll stop that. All hey, right, Junior, we- thanks for taking your time, and uh, you know, get back to work, and yep. I'll talk to you soon. You have a great day, John. Right. and uh, it's great talking to all the listeners out there. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Junior D'Amato, Junior's Automotive in High Park in Middleborough. And uh, I stopped in to see him. I think I was at his shop Wednesday morning, and it was almost no place to park when I got there. In fact, I had to block one of the bays. I ran in to see him about something. I had to block one of the bays. He's been, he's been doing this. In fact, he was the person that he was one of the first radio programs I was ever on and certainly the first automotive program I was ever on and when I was real nervous about doing radio he's the one who said to me find a little radio station somewhere where nobody's listening and I did and he said volunteer your time and get comfortable talking on the radio and I don't know if I've ever gotten comfortable talking on the radio but it became part of my job so I did it and I, I always owe Junior for that he, he was uh, it was great advice and he had me on and he showed me some of the things he did while he was on so it worked out we need to take another break my name is John Paul this is a car doctor program and if you'd like to join us the phone number is 617-770-3030 617-770-3030 and we can still help you with your car your car problems or anything that's on your mind and we might even be able to squeeze a trivia question in today. WROL Boston. Hi, this is Paul Sullivan of the Sullivan Tire Company. Summer road trips are finally upon us, and we have another great deal for you. Thanks, Paul. It's our summer drive tire sale throughout July at all Sullivan Tire and Auto Service locations. 
If you've been putting off buying tires, now is the time to do it. Buy three, get one free. Or buy one and get the second for 50% off on all Goodyear and Kelly tires in stock. Plus, save an additional $120 with the purchase of four select Goodyear tires. Find out more about the great July tire sale. Go to SullivanTire.com slash 60 years or call 877-592-TIRE. Don't miss the summer drive tire sale at Sullivan Tire. For over 60 years, our family has been servicing New England. Thank you for trusting us with your vehicle and letting us grow alongside your family. As energy prices go up, your cooling bills can make you extremely hot. But now there's a way to extinguish the problem. Mitsubishi Electric Systems can cool and heat multiple rooms or just one room at a time with no duct work. If you think about it, why pay to cool the whole house when you only use a few rooms? Mitsubishi Electric's advanced technology gives you the most efficient, reliable way to cool or heat while cutting up to 30% off your energy bills versus traditional HVAC. Plus, they filter allergens and are quieter than a human whisper. You can even control them remotely with a smartphone or tablet. They're perfect for remodels, fixing hot and cold spots, or replacing your entire HVAC system. I'm Mike Francione, owner of Coastal Heating and Air Conditioning in Quincy. We at Coastal have you covered for all your heating, AC, and refrigeration needs. Call Coastal today at 617-770-0636 or visit us on the web at CoastalAHR.com. Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Live better. You're listening to The Car Doctor. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. We are going to be doing trivia. We'll do that in just a few minutes. And it's a Honda trivia question. And I think it's a pretty easy one, but uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. And, and what we'll do, we'll give you out a little prize of some sort. And then you will be entered in to win a AAA membership. Last week's winner was, I have, I put his name aside. It's actually. Uh, on a little bulletin board at work, and when I when I come to the well, the end of the month. So I guess this month you have a pretty good chance. You got a one in two chance, I guess, to win a AAA membership. And of course, that AAA membership can be used to renew your current membership. It's a basic membership certificate. So if you're a AAA plus, if not, uh, it will cover your membership and. You know, for a single member, and if not, you can always give it as a as a prize to a family member or somebody. Maybe your kids or grandkids are going to college and they don't have AAA membership, and you said, you know, I want to get them a AAA membership when they go off to college, even if they're not bringing a car because they might get in a car with someone else and that car has a flat tire or a dead battery, and they can call and AAA can come out to get them. So we will give out a AAA membership, and that will. Uh, I said I'd do it once a month, and since I started late, I only have one entry from last month, and I'll have the winner from this month. I'll, I don't know, throw the two throw the two little pieces of paper up in the air, and whichever one hits the floor first wins the AAA membership, I guess. So that's how we'll do it. But right now, we have the Rick Question of the Week presented by executive producer Marita McKinnon. 
Well, thank you for that introduction. <laughs> so, yes, actually, this is going to be kind of shocking for you, John. Uh, Rick called in, and he said that his wife actually finally talked him into getting a car to use during uh, the winter months, you know, instead of using his bike in the bad weather. But uh, during the, during the summertime and the, the nice and the warm weather, you know, he tries to at least drive that car maybe once a week. So he has it kind of drive, drives mm-hmm. it infrequently. So um, he had a couple questions and he wanted to know, should you put stabilizer in the gank? And also he wanted to know any other kind of like tips to know for driving your car infre- infrequently to kind of like take care of it in the meantime. Yeah, the best thing you can do, and the gasoline stabilizer, what that does is it keeps the gasoline from going bad. And also, some of the stabilizer today uh, is really designed for the gasoline that we use here in New England that has ethanol in it. Ethanol is not necessarily... Uh, it's a good thing for air pollution, not always a good thing for cars, or anything for that matter, because it tends to collect moisture. So I like to use the gasoline stabilizer that's actually made for marine use. It's it's designed even uh, as a better product for uh, use around moisture. And also Stabil, which is probably one of the uh, oldest names in gasoline stabilizers. They have a product, I think it's called Stable 360, which actually uh, helps protect some of the uh, gasoline uh, sur- or the surfaces that get touched by gasoline to prevent corrosion and other problems. So uh, Stable 360, put that in. Uh, it depends how infrequently you're going to be driving the car, but that is not a bad thing, and it only takes a few ounces. Keeping the gas tank mostly full is also a big help. Wait till you know gas prices are as cheap as you think they're going to be. Fill up the gas tank. And the other thing is driving the car once a week is fine, but you need to drive it to the point where it really warms up so drive it for 30 minutes or so so the uh, engine gets up to temperature and what that does is it helps eliminate any contaminants in the oil when that oil gets up to 190 degrees it starts to boil away some of those other contaminants that are in there and that also exercises the transmission and when you're driving it now you're exercising the brakes one of the things that we're seeing a lot of from cars that sit is the brake calipers so that's the part that squeezes the brake pads together when you step on the brake the slides the part that actually holds allows the brake caliper to move back and forth on its mounting actually gets rusty and starts to stick and either you have poor brake application the brake pedal starts to feel mushy or the brakes wear really unevenly because it's one side of the brake pad that's doing all the work so going out there exercising the car is the best thing you can do drive it for 20 minutes or a half hour the worst thing you can do is reach over turn the key let it run for 
15 or 20 minutes in the driveway and not do anything with it. That's the worst thing because the engine never gets up to temperature. So get out there. You know, if you live near the highway, get out there and drive it on the highway. That isn't even that necessary anymore. I, it's just a it's a grip on the brakes and do that. But other than that, that's about it. Always a good idea to lubricate any surfaces that uh, can stick things like door hinges and door locks and even the release if your car happens to have a inside release for the gas cap you can find sometimes that even that little latch mechanism that you push the button and the door pops open can get sticky with time so i've seen an awful lot of people there out at the gas station sometime and they have to have somebody inside pushing the button and somebody outside banging on the gas cap door to have that door pop open kind of a pain when all that happens so you can do it just as easily by lubricating everything and remember there's lubricant to dissolve rust like um uh, like WD-40 type things, and then there's lubricants that help keep things slippery and don't attract dirt. So look for uh, the right lubricant for the doors. Look for the right lubricant for the locks, the graphite-based stuff for the locks. One of the worst things you can do, uh, even though it says it on the can, it'll say WD-40, you know, good for locks. Well, what happens is you spray that WD-40 inside the lock of your car, and it washes away all of the uh, lubricants in there, as it's washing away some of the dirt, and now all of a sudden the lock sticks again. And the same thing with some of the door hinges. You wash away some of the lubricant, and all of a sudden you think you're doing the right thing, and now the door sticks. And some of the other lubricant, you don't want to get it all over you. So there might be silicone spray that uses for something, and all those things are going to help. So um, doing that, and uh, good to see Rick not riding his motorcycle in the snow. So I'm, I'm happy for that. 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030 is our number if you want to get a hold of us. And if you have a question about your car on this uh, Saturday, um, well, it's still July, and in some cases it doesn't feel quite as much like July. But uh, hopefully uh, you were able to enjoy the day. Speaking of enjoying the day, I want to thank the good folks from Chrysler. They invited me to a Red Sox game last night. Uh, I, I'm not... I, as people who listen to the show know, I'm not a big sports fan. But when you get to see a Red Sox game from Fenway Park, it's a really good time. And the uh, good folks from Chrysler, I want to thank them for inviting me. And I got to talk to Al Gardner. He is the president and CEO of Chrysler Brands. And uh, we'll um, I spent about six or seven minutes with him and uh, recorded a little bit of an interview. And uh, we'll be using that over the over the next uh, a week or two, maybe. I just need to neaten it up a little bit. But just to talk a little bit about their products and some of the things they have going on. I promised we would do trivia. And, and the trivia question we have is, I think, a pretty easy one. But we'll go to Paul and Braintree first, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do trivia, and we'll get the phones ready for that. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um developed a, a, a well I've noticed a problem in the car my car since it's it's not garaged any longer uh, developing uh, particularly in the summer a, a film on both the uh, windshield and the back uh, windows uh, and get the car washed on a regular basis but it's still there uh, I went to AutoZone and bought um, uh, a spray that's supposed to take whatever the uh, I believe it's uh, vaporizing plastic is what happens, mm. uh, but it's it's really particularly dangerous at night when you're when you're trying to drive when you are driving and you get all sorts of uh, 
shadows and hazes and and the rainbows on your window because of of the haze. Is there anything out there that will really remove um, all that uh, mm. film? And, no. Uh, well, here's here's what I found that works pretty good. There is two window cleaners that. I have found it work good, and it's based on my wife telling me which ones work best. So, you know, this is scientific proof then. Absolutely. Yep. And one of them is is, uh, uh, called Invisible Glass. Yep. And the other one is called Sprayway. And the Sprayway one is a foam cleaner. It comes in a blue and white can. And neither of these are very expensive. And you can buy them at, you know, Target and Walmart and whatever. Mm -hmm. And you clean, you use that clean the windshield, and then finish the windshield, you know, buy a package of microfiber cloths. So, you know, use paper towels, clean the windshield as much as you can, and then literally polish the windshield with a microfiber cloth. And that seems to do the best job of getting these, you know, and you're, you're absolutely right. It's the outgassing of all the plastics and foam that's in cars today, and that's that film that builds up on the inside of the windshield. And you have to think, you're also ingesting all that stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, we're yeah. breathing this stuff in? You, yeah. you, you certainly are. And I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, you look at I was in I was in a uh, a new car a week or so ago. Now it was a brand new car. It had only you know it probably only had fifteen hundred miles on it, and the windshield was. It looked like if you didn't know anybody, you'd think four people were smoking cigars inside the car. Yeah. You know, it just had such a film on the inside of the window that. It was it was just terrible, and at night the glare was ridiculous. And that next day, I got out and used a window cleaner and cleaned it up. And it actually took a couple applications to get it halfway decent. The other thing you can do is, I know your car is parked outside, but even if you just crack the windows a little bit, that's going to help because it's really brought on by the heat uh, that builds up inside the car. Well, I have a sunroof with a vent, and okay. uh, unless I, unless it's going to rain, and even if it does, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. come in. Yep. The um, uh, well, no, they, they both were called. Uh, one is called Invisible Glass. It's put out by Stoner Products, mm-hmm. and the other one is called Sprayway. Okay. And it is uh, it's in a blue and white spray can, and it's kind of I like the Sprayway product. It's it it's I want to call it it's old fashioned window cleaner. It's actually an aerosol spray that comes out foamy. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna and it, and it doesn't and it doesn't have ammonia in it either. And I've talked to people that say, oh yeah, you know, I mix up vinegar and water and ammonia, and I come up with my own concoction. And back in the old days, you could you know people would say, well, you use newspaper; it's lint free. But now the newspaper is all recycled, and the ink falls off of it, and you can't do that. So I've found good paper towels, use the window cleaner, and then finish up the job with the microfiber cloth. That's probably to me that seems to be the best way. There used to be a, um, there used to be Gold Eagle products used to have something, and big surprise, it didn't really sell that well. But they had a product that worked well; it cleaned the windshield. But the name of the product was called Windshield Scum Remover. And I think in the marketing world, somebody said that sounded like a good idea because it tells you exactly what it does. The problem is I don't think anyone wants to admit to the fact they have scum inside their car. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. The, the traditional Windex or the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, you know, regular Windex and, and multi-surface cleaner. I, I, you know, there's... Um, 
uh, the the commercial cleaner Zep Z E P. Right. They used to have an all surface cleaner that was made for uh, stainless steel and glass, and that worked pretty well. But the last time I used that, I didn't like it. And the sprayway stuff, and again, it's just a aerosol can. It's blue yeah. and white. It's fairly inexpensive. I think it's three or four dollars a can. As uh, as even less than that, maybe. And you can buy it any you know Target or Walmart, and it's and it's right in the cleaning product section. So great. Uh, on, a, on a more serious topic, and I hope uh, the car manufacturers will will uh, be able to develop something that will disable anybody from texting while they're driving. Um, this past Thursday, I was on 28, mm-hmm. um, trying to get onto Route 24, so I was in the left lane. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a woman literally on my bumper and, and a big Toyota SUV mm-hmm. looking down. Yep. Um, she was not. Her eyes were not on the road. I slowed down. I put my flashers on, trying to you know maybe get her attention before mm-hmm. she she hit me. Uh, and I was I was probably going well over the speed limit just to keep a distance. Yep. Because if you if you're on 128 and you want to go on 24, you have to be in the left lane at best. She eventually uh, whizzed around me. Uh, on the on-ramp to, to 24, which mm. which didn't surprise me. And then I called her later, and she was still looking down, texting. Mm-hmm. Um, I dialed into the state police with her number, but I don't know whether they ever caught her or not. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a real danger. I mean, she could have wiped me out because she had this huge uh, Toyota SUV. Yeah, here, and, here's, uh, the, here's the issue. From talking to um, cops uh, about this issue, one of, one of the problems is, and I was never a big supporter, but um, there was there was there's talk to pass a law that's going to require that if people are on a cell phone, it has to be hands free now. So mm-hmm. um, so it has to be you have one of those little Bluetooth things, or you have it built into your car, or you have some sort of you know some sort of device. And the I was never a big believer in that. I'm like you know if people are responsible, they're responsible. But unfortunately, they're not responsible and they're and the 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 cops that i talk to say you know the whole problem is we go to pull somebody over we think is texting and their argument always is oh i'm just looking up a phone number or i'm just um i'm just trying to dial a number and and they and they don't get anywhere other than maybe they've scared them a little bit by saying you shouldn't be doing that either but they're talking now that you know even having a phone in your hand is going to be a violation of a law. So although I was never a big believer in it, I, too, like you, were uh, driving down the road, and there was a person, and they were um, they had their phone up over their steering wheel, and, you know, both, both thumbs on their phone typing a message, and I had to stop a little quickly because the car in front of me started to stop quickly. I, I actually kind of moved out of the lane because they would have absolutely run into me by the time they realized traffic had stopped. So, well, that's exactly what I yeah. did. I, yeah, I, I made as much a diversion into the right lane if I could get an escape into that area um, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's really scary and, and dangerous that uh, people are that irresponsible. I think yep. some safety group is running a commercial right now um, that shows, I don't know how they did it, but it's really well done. 
Yeah, uh, I think it's like it's a mother with a child it, yeah. in the backseat of the car. Yeah. She's texting and she gets wiped out in this. Uh, yeah, I and I, I'm not a big believer in violent violent commercials, but yeah, I'm not you sure. know, it, but it's you know those things that maybe they're starting to wake some people up. And it, it's the other thing, uh, you know, there was another commercial that was pretty good. I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, new parents and they like bubble wrapped their kid and and then they got in their car and they were on the phone. So you know, as much as they were concerned about their kid, then they you know throw it all away by you know texting while they're on the phone and at 60 miles an hour the woman in the in the toyota suv doing 60 or 70 miles an hour taking her eyes off the road for just a second she covered almost 90 feet of roadway without paying attention oh yeah and, i mean and you think and, and you uh, think about that you do that for three seconds you've covered almost the length of a football field and that that length of that football field you had no control over your car you know but maybe what they really need to do is that uh, if we can have uh, electronic signs that flash in our rear windows to tell the people behind us, <laughs> hey, well, well, that could be dangerous. What we think? Yeah, of you're, you're not you're not the only one who thought that up. But then, yeah, know, but, then right. but then it's the creative it's the creative people that want to do uh, that want to make their own. You know, maybe instead of just hang up and drive, you know, they they start to they start to put other expressions. So yes, I yeah. will. Uh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. yeah, that that could cause okay. other, other problems. Okay. Uh, Thanks very much. All right. Thanks, Paul. Okay. Have a great yeah, day. Yeah, bye-bye. Um, why don't we go to our next caller, and then we'll take a break, and then I promise we'll come back with trivia. How's that? Uh, good morning. You're on the Car Doctor program. Good morning, John. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. The last two topics you were talking about, uh, you know, glass cleaners and stuff. Uh, yep. I happen to have a, a bottle I use sparingly. It's Eagle One. It's like oh, a yeah. paste. They don't make it anymore. They don't it's make like it a, anymore. It's a cleaner yep. and a polish. I mean, that works excellent. No streaks or anything. You know, it keeps the uh, yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what kind of poisons in there because uh, yeah. it does work really, really well. Yeah, I wish they'd still make it now. Also, uh, Mother's has a glass spot remover. They call it, and that, that works equally well. You can apply that with your microfiber towels and yep. uh, buff it off, and it does a nice job too. Yeah, yeah the microfiber cloth is really, uh, yeah. you know, is. A real big help in trying to keep all of this products, all the windshields yeah, clean. Even so. plain water is uh, work. You know, yeah, with those microfibers. You know, yeah, Walmart, no, I yeah. I remember the first time I didn't even know what a microfiber cloth was until someone sent me some sort of instant wax and it came with this microfiber cloth right. and I'm like, wax was just a liquid, but really it was the microfiber cloth that did the magic. It wasn't yeah. really the wax. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why I say yep. plain water can have that. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the tip. Thank you. All right. See you later. Uh, Before we take that break, here's a trivia question. I think it's a pretty easy one. In the last few years, Honda had a two-door convertible sports car, a true convertible, you know, cloth-top, fold-down convertible, sort of like a Miata, only, well, And when it first came out, it had one of the highest RPM ranges. It would rev all the way up to 9,000 RPM. It was like riding a motorcycle with four wheels. What was that model? What was that model, Honda, that two-door convertible? If you know the answer to that, we'll come up with some kind of nice little prize for you. And uh, then you'll be entered in. You'll have a 50-50 shot to win a AAA membership since we started a little bit late with this contest. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. We need to take a break and pay some bills. When we come back, maybe we'll have a winner for trivia. We'll be right back.
Kurt, your interstate battery guy. I know I've been saying hi for a little while now, but I think it's time you meet more of our outrageously dependable interstate battery team. Why? Because we want you to join us. Hi, I'm Cody. I spend my day talking with good people about great products. Hey, I'm Sean, and I love the monthly bonus when we hit our goals. Hi, I'm Janine, and we have great customers. I'm Pete. I love when we get ice cream in the afternoon. Hello, I'm Ray. I started here as a seasonal employee three years ago. Claude here. I like the flexibility in the schedule so I can go bowling tonight. I'm Brett, and I've been doing this since I was 11 years old, and I think I might lead Interstate Battery Green. That's our team. Good people, getting the work done and keeping the workday fun. If you're looking for a place to work that you might call home, check us out, and you'll be glad you did. We are Interstate Batteries in Woburn. You can search for us at interstatebatteries.com, Woburn. Interstate Battery needs you. Hi, this is Paul Sullivan of the Sullivan Tire Company. Summer road trips are finally upon us, and we have another great deal for you. Thanks, Paul. It's our summer drive tire sale throughout July at all Sullivan Tire and Auto Service locations. If you've been putting off buying tires, now is the time to do it. Buy three, get one free, or buy one and get the second for 50% off on all Goodyear and Kelly tires in stock. Plus, save an additional $120 with the purchase of four select Goodyear tires. Find out more about the great July tire sale. Go to SullivanTire.com slash 60 years or call 877-592-TIRE. Don't miss the summer drive tire sale at Sullivan Tire. For over 60 years, our family has been servicing New England motorists. Thank you for trusting us with your vehicle and letting us grow alongside your family. listening to the car doctor And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Remember, at 10 o'clock, the very best in Irish music with Paul Sullivan in the Irish Hit Parade. But right now, let's see how smart people are. Let's go over to line one. Good morning. You're on the Car Doctor program. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for saying. No complaints. No complaints. Thought I'd throw a curve at this trivia question. Okay. I'm thinking Honda SU2000. You're almost right. Say the name one more time. Uh, Honda SU2000. Uh, you're so close, but not quite right. Ooh, got the Honda wrong? <laughs> no, you got the Honda right. You don't have the rest of it right. But you're really, really close, only because I think you're just off a little bit. Okay. Okay? Yep. Listen, thanks right. a lot. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. Let's go over to line three. Good morning. You're on the Car Doctor program. Hello? Oh, okay. Oh, let's go over to line two. Good morning, you're on the Car Doctor program. Hello, John. Hello. Uh, it's a uh, S2000. S2000. No you. No you. So there's a, so uh, it's an S2000. Yes. Well, you know, uh, you know somebody who knows all about Edsel's, I'm, you know, I'm surprised <laughs> you know an S2000, you know. Oh, John, I drive a Honda. <laughs> In the real world. <laughs> in the real world. Yes. Uh, I, well, I have you on the phone. Sure. Were you, I know it's, well, I think you, you may have even had one. Um, 
there was a national convention for the uh, Ford retractable convertibles down in Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. I, I went. I you went. went. How was it? Unbelievable, John. Um, we went uh, Thursday, and they were, they were all out. It was a nice, dry day, and they were mm-hmm. judging the cars. And two days of judging, and uh, one of them uh, had uh, air ride. Really? Yeah. Uh, one of eight. 58 Fords built, and uh, one of them was, uh, the air ride was put in a retractable, and hmm. uh, that one really caught my eye. The, the restorations were just phenomenal. Uh, I think at Fords, it's uh, Mustangs, Thunderbirds, and retractables they spend all the money on, Yeah, you know, and... Uh, just, just amazing color combinations, and then, and then in the club, if you you get points for options, so they they load them up with options: power windows, seats, air conditioning, um, all of dealer add-on accessories. I mean, they're, they're real showboats. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then they had a uh, a room uh, with the history of the retractable in the club, and then. The son of the inventor of the retractable was there with like a rolling museum. Wow! Yeah, it, it was it was a real good take. And um, then they had a uh, you know a room for uh, activities and snacks and things like that. And uh, they really really did it up. And yeah, and it's unfortunate because that was about uh, a fifteen minute ride from our office, and I could have I could have got down there, but unfortunately, I wasn't I wasn't in the office those two days, so I was a little uh, disappointed when that happened. But but that uh, I I figured that would be a pretty phenomenal show, and I I'm not sure how they ended up in Little Rhode Island to have their national convention. But, uh, what uh, they do is they move it across country. Oh, okay. Next year they're in the middle, and then on the coast, west coast, and then they they reverse it back. I thought they were going to England next. You know, keep on going, keep on going to the right. <laughs> well, that's possible. Yeah. They don't float, though. Yeah, they, that's the problem. Right, exactly. Okay, Peter, we'll put you on hold and we'll send you out something you probably don't don't necessarily need, but you, you'll get it anyway. Okay, John. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So Marita will get Peter's uh, Peter's name, and, and um, I'm a little disappointed with uh, our first caller's guess, an SU-2000, so close, uh, but it was an S-2000. And, you know, just like on, uh, you know, Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, you know, we have to be exact or exact enough with our answers. So, But we'll we'll try to do this as much as we can and uh, be able to, to make it a little bit of fun. Well, there's a new Chevrolet coming out called the Chevrolet Bolt. Not a Volt, but a Bolt. And the Bolt is going to be a fully electric car. General Motors has accelerated development of the Bolt electric vehicle as automakers try to have the first mainstream brand with a long-range EV on the market. GM engineers said last week that they pulled ahead of their timetable for Bolt production. They won't say how much or give a production target date, but GM confirmed in February plans to build the Bolt, which it says will go about 200 miles on a single charge and cost around $30,000 after tax breaks. I saw one at the Detroit or New York Auto Show. I don't remember which one. Car, actually. So, uh, But the uh, the car could arrive earlier than, uh, than that, uh, earlier than 2017, which is what they've been saying, but two... Analysts who work in the industry say it could happen as early as October 2016, so we might see it in about a year or so. GM accelerated things. A Bolt chief engineer, Josh 
Cavill told reporters at a media event that uh, GM is testing more than 50 hand-built prototypes. Uh, Jeff Schuster, Senior Vice President for Forecasting at LMC Automotive, said GM is probably looking over its shoulder at the Tesla Model V EV and a longer-range version of the GM Leaf. He said GM wants to claim the market. And the bolt that I saw was... um, it's funny, in the article it has the disguised picture with all the zebra striping and paisley print on it, but they actually had one that we could actually look at. So this one's maybe a little bit different, so, uh, it, you know, who knows. And then there's a story about chasing Jetta, Chevy equips the cruise with a new turbo diesel. Chevrolet isn't just sticking with the diesel offerings on the next generation cruise. It's taking uh, uh, about... Taking on a tough challenger from Volkswagen, we tend to aggressively go after the passenger diesel market. And diesels can be a great value if you look at the resale value. I looked at the Chevrolet Cruze with the diesel engine versus the gasoline eco version. And if you factor in the price of diesel fuel being a little bit more expensive, the additional cost at Today's prices for a 2015 cruise, you would have to keep the car 82 years if you were looking at just fuel economy differences to pay for the difference. But as an example, if you bought a Volkswagen Jetta diesel and you kept it for three years and went to trade it in, even though there's a couple thousand dollar premium on the diesel, it's worth about $5,000 more as a trade-in. So it actually does a little bit better. So we'll see how GM does with the cruise. We need to take another break. Why don't we uh, do that right now? My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. We'll be back in about three minutes. W-R-O-L Boston. Hey there, it's Kurt, your interstate battery guy. John Paul will tell you, and I'm sure you already know, summertime car woes are a bummer, but they do happen. So here are a couple things you should have on hand to keep it safe. First, I don't know about you, but my car troubles seem to occur whenever my cell phone battery is low. So you need to have a backup power supply for your cell phone. Two, a professional-grade booster pack. We have some in our shop with an air compressor also. Three, a good 3-watt or better LED flashlight. Rechargeable or alkaline, you should not be without this. Four, LED-style safety flares. Ours have 30 flash patterns. They're highly visible up to 10 miles. It fits right in the palm of your hand, and there are no flames, just bright lights. Find us fast at interstatebattery.com in Woburn. Stop by, and we'll put together a safety kit for you. And we'll check your car battery, too. No charge. (laughs) Get it? Remember, work, rest, or play, always choose outrageously dependable interstate batteries. The great molasses flood of 1919, they were there. The Prue pierces the skyline, 1964, they were there. 2004, Boston baseball reigns supreme again, they were there. 
They were there when Starro Drive opened in 1951, and when the first flight landed at Logan in 1923, they were there. They've been here for a hundred years of Boston, uniquely Boston, City of Boston Credit Union. Memberships open to anyone living or working in Suffolk or Norfolk counties. And when it comes to loans, when you need a loan, there's no place like City of Boston Credit Union. They are there, there for you. Home loans, vehicle, tuition, energy and personal. City of Boston Credit Union, 617-635-4545. City of Boston Credit Union is NMLS number 403469, equal housing lender. Visit cityofbostoncu.com for more. City of Boston Credit Union, uniquely Boston. WROL Boston. Welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Uh, real quickly, I want to talk about the car that got me here today and also got me some really dirty looks on Lansdowne Street last night. Um, Lansdowne Street next to Fenway Park, which should be closed to the public, but because there's a parking garage right there, it's not. And everybody just walks in the street. And I'm driving, of all things, a 2015 Causeway Gray Range Rover Sport with the V6 engine. This V6 engine is a 3-liter V6. It develops its supercharged. It develops 340 horsepower. Well, here's this hulking monster of a vehicle coming down Lansdowne Street where people are like, what kind of jerk is this guy? Uh, or else they're saying... Well, no, they're saying what kind of jerk is this guy, basically. You know, driving down the... But you're trying to, I'm trying to get to the parking garage where I had a parking... Where I had parking. So, but it is... It's a It's a pretty phenomenal vehicle. It uses a, an aluminum uh, monocoque par, uh, uh, body and chassis, uh, aluminum doors and fenders. So you talk about aluminum being the next big thing. Well, uh, Land Rover put aluminum in this car, and they did it to try to increase fuel economy. Even though it's a an $82,000 car, people still look at fuel economy, 19 miles per gallon overall. Um, full airbag systems, all kinds of off-road features. You know, you can say a lot about... Range Rover and Land Rover, and you can say, well, Range Rovers, they're nice, and you know, but they're one vehicle that's truly meant to drive off-road. Some things I don't like about the car, it still seems like with Range Rover, there's some things I'm like, why did they put the windows buttons at the top of the windowsill? It just feels awkward, and the touchscreen system still feels a little bit awkward, but as far as ride and handling, the ride is actually really, really good on this car, um, and again, to go off-road, it's phenomenal. Performance from the 340 horsepower V6 engine is really good, but and the, the quality in the interior, the interior componentry, probably none better this is really a good car and when you compare this to something like a cadillac escalade the escalade might come out on top for a couple of things but i don't think you're going to find a better interior of any luxury suv than you do from range rover you know uh, uh you know heated and cooled seats just a phenomenal car one touch open and close on all the windows and you know the the big navigation screen was nice and it was quick enough unlike older range rovers it was quick enough to maneuver around boston streets which is not the case in some of the older cars they've really updated the system in this 
This car had the uh, Range Rover Sport package, which included this big, giant panoramic roof, 20-inch wheels, uh, this really nice Zebrano wood trim. Uh, it's just a, just a really luxurious car for a Range Rover. And, uh, again, it, a nice car to drive down Lansdowne Street, and people are just thinking you're, you know, maybe they're thinking I was a baseball player or an old baseball player. A really old baseball player. Maybe that was it. In the studio right now, Paul Sullivan. Hey, you know what my takeaway from that whole story was? What's that? Someone let you drive an $82,000 car. <laughs> yeah, what were they thinking? Yeah, what's up with that? Well, it's better than uh, a week or so ago. Uh, somebody said to me, can you bring this Rolls Royce to an event? <laughs> and it was a $300,000 car. Oy. And all I wanted to do was get it to the event without somebody running into it. Yeah. So I was quite nervous, actually. And it so. doesn't make you the best driver when you're thinking that way either. Oh, it's it's and you and you said it best one day when you said if you think about walking every time you do it you fall down and yep. if you think about driving all you do is get nervous and you know worry too much. Well, it's like that one of the first things they teach you in driver school, you don't watch the front of the car, you know. That, right, because like if you're looking at your toes. Yep. Yeah, when you're when you're looking when you're looking down the road, if you're looking right in front of the nose of the car, 